What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back to the Bridging the Gap podcast. I hope you're all well. I'm fantastic. Thank you for asking. I got a deep voice today, guys, guys and girls. So if you're listening and you like the deep, raspy voice, you're in for a treat because I got a bit of a rasp this morning. Jesus, you can feel that that tickling on the throat. <clears throat> uh, I slept like shit last night. I think that's why the voice is uh, all over the place this morning. Um, but it is what it is. We'll give you a little bit of an update today, just kind of where we're floating around with prep, uh, any updates. Uh, I'm probably going to talk a bit about the drugs as well. I mean, people love the drugs, man. So I'm going to just talk a bit about what I'm taking, uh, any changes that have been made, potentially why we would make certain changes, and then we're going to delve into maybe maybe four to six questions. We'll see. You know me, I'll probably end up doing them all. And we'll see if we can delve into some topics that are a little bit more depth. Um Quite often those Q and A's like it's like quick fire. You 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 see the question, you answer it within a couple of minutes rather than elongate it. Granted, not all of them need to be elongated, but some of them, some of them do. But first, I'm gonna sip on that black gold. I'm not quite. I haven't got a monster. I haven't got a 3D. Probably gonna get a monster later on though. After this, it's still 8 a.m. So. So, update. I am. Um, I, I literally think it's it's eight and a half weeks. Almost exactly. April, May, June. It's almost eight weeks exactly. It's June sixth, so it's it's April seventh today. So it's literally just under eight weeks now. Um. So we're over the halfway point, which is nice. I think I hit the halfway point last week, and I was like, "Shit, me! I'm only halfway, and this is the hardest half." Um. I think one thing that I'm looking forward to, and one thing that kind of I think the hardest thing in prep is the monotony. I mean, you're doing the same shit every day, every day, all day in the same environment. Uh, and obviously been sat at this kitchen table at home at my mum's house for 10 weeks straight, all day. And it's got to that point where I'm going to lose my head. And fortunately, I'm going back home tomorrow. So the 8th of April, I'll be going back to London for good because the gyms are opening on Monday. I can train uh, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday's a rest day. So the gyms will be open come Monday and I can move back in. I think that's going to really, really help because I'm going to have uh, my office back. I'm going to have my girlfriend back. I'm going to have the boys back, TM Cycles and Joe Brightman, uh, Joe Brighty. In, and, and that's going to be like, I'm going to look forward to those gym sessions rather than go into a dank, cold tent, which is still really good and I'm super privileged, but on my own, on, you know, it's just started snowing today and I'm thinking, I've got to go train. <laughs> um, so it's going to be nice coming into a nice gym, better equipment with the boys, with my girlfriend, different routine, trying to find my feet with the new routine for the first week or two will, will really keep my brain away from how hungry I am, you know, how rubbish I feel, whatever. So, which I think is going to be a good thing, kind of coming back home, especially halfway through. It's like the second hardest. It's like the the back end is going to be the hardest part. So, it's going to be interesting to see how we get on and how we set up the routine the best that we can because I've only got a, a bike at home. I haven't got the stepper. I was thinking about bringing the stepper back to London, but it's, it's so big. I'm just not going to get in my car. I'd have to get a van. I haven't got the time to do it. So, I'm going to use the bike for the first few days and then gonna see if I can find a gym that's like a 10 to 15 minute walk and I can uh, hopefully find a Stairmaster there. If not, I'll be driving to Crayford twice a day. That's fine. Um, today's weight was 106.9. I've been there a couple of days in a row. I actually had two meals in one go yesterday because I, I had a chiropractic appointment which I completely forgot about. 
um, literally was like ready to eat. Oh shit, I was supposed to leave. So I just had to leave that meal and I came back and I had two meals in one. So I woke up the same way as yesterday, but I had two meals in one. So I've got no doubt that I'm, I'm, I'm lighter. I'm super lean now. Like I'm definitely, like, I've crossed over and from, from lean to, I'm pretty shredded now. Like I'm pretty lean. Uh, I've got veins running through all the way through my legs, all the way through my abs. Like when I'm hot in the evening or I get out of the shower or bath, it's it's a madness. Still still a long way off though. Still a long way off and that's something that, that, that's quite easy to fall into that trap of, oh, you're going to be lean, you're going to be too lean, you, you look great already and, and you kind of ease off that pedal. But I know better than anyone that there's different levels to the level of shreddedness that we get to. Um, and you're only as you're only as lean as your fattest body part on my back. My goddamn back is um is still fat and, and we gotta keep working towards it. Um so it kinda just is what it is and we just gotta keep focused on on driving things forward. And just focusing uh, on the task at hand. Uh, cardio is still thirty five minutes, thank God. Um steps are at ten thousand Food's a little bit lower. Food like foods. Foods getting pretty low now. But, uh, granted, I got a lot of protein, which kind of makes the, the the calories seem high, but it's still pretty low. So I do two seven five protein training days, three seven five carb, and fifty fat, which is pretty darn low for me considering I usually eat like four thousand, four four and a half thousand calories. So it's about three thousand calories. Non training days, same protein, two seven five. Um, carbohydrates are two hundred which is today, my rest day, which is going to be lovely. Um, and then 60 fat, so really, really minimal. Less, much less carbohydrates, literally 10, 10 grams more fat. So it's largely irrelevant how much that is. Um, and that's it really. Like the, the, In terms of drugs, like we haven't manipulated things too much. Uh, I'm still at 300 tests. Um, Primo started at 400. It's now at 600, so just a couple hundred milligram bump. We know Primo can be run pretty, pretty decently up to about a gram. Um, because of the low toxicity and the low anabolism, low anabolism from it, um, Mastron was at 100 for ages. We've just bumped that to to 200. It's, it's a very cosmetic drug. It's a very dry drug. So you're going to bring a lot more of that cosmetic look the closer you get, and it's something that you would titrate up the closer you get to your show because you're trying to bring in that sharper, drier package. So Mastron's a really good one there. Um, Trend. I'm still using Trent and Anthe at 100 milligrams. I'm like, I'm just going to probably use 100 milligrams the whole way through. Um, it seems to be a, an effective dose, but not a dose that really has too many side effects. Just being that low, which is pretty cool. I feel like mentally and and like um, that like kind of patience that is associated with using these drugs is still there. It's still there, and, it, and it's still alright. So I'm not too worried about um, the drug concoction just yet. It's not pushing my boundaries too too much. Um, as anabolics, um, the rest of it is thermogenics. So literally, we're still on clan. We're still using your himbine, even though I've run out of your himbine, haven't used it the last few days. Um, we just introduced T3 and T4, which is thyroid hormone. Um, you obviously need to bring in T4 to help the conversion. Basically, the one to four ratio of, of, of T3 to T4, thyroxine and levothyroxine, um, just so that it can convert over and basically just raises your metabolic rate and, and, and thyroid hormone is one of those ones that it can recover really, really well if you've got the ratios right, that one to four ratio of T3, T4, it, it works really, really well um, for a rebound. And in fact, I remember I actually used it for a long time, maybe like four or five months in 
in 2019 and I was very much, oh my God, my thyroid's never gonna come back on. And I had a blood test the week after my competition. No, uh, two weeks after my competition, after I stopped everything and um, my thyroid was back to normal. So it's, it's, it's pretty good. Like if you, if you use the, uh, the right doses, you can rebound back from it pretty well, which is pretty cool. Um, and then we're still using growth hormone. I had a little bit of an accident with my growth hormone. You, you get growth hormone uh, either in vials or that you have to mix yourself, or you can get pens, which you can like screw the top and then it mixes the mixes the growth in with the water, with the bacteriostereoactive water. I accidentally did 32 IUs in four days. So basically 10 IUs a day. Um, I'm only supposed to do three. No, in fact, I'm only supposed to do two and a half really because I'm using pharma grade at the moment. So that was a very expensive four days. 170 quid in four days, gone. Um, and I blew the fuck up. I put on like two kilos of just pure water and I looked like a fucking bubbly bubble. And uh, it felt pretty fucking good to be honest, but it, it it messed my head up in the way that I was like, oh my weight's going up. And I went up like two kilos, right? So we know why, we can understand why, but it didn't, it didn't help the mentality on that front. And I definitely find my mentality being pushed a little bit more. The, the leaner I get, the more drugs that we use, um, the more pressure that builds, the closer we get, the, the, the more I, the more I can feel the anxiety, the more I can feel the pressure, the more I can feel the the expectation, if that makes sense. Like, like I, I consider myself a realist and I consider myself really good at dissociating myself from, from my Instagram comments. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys, you know, maybe see the comments on my on my photos and, you know, every photo I put up of, of me posing or whatever, there's at least five, 10, 15, sometimes 30, 40 comments of saying, this pro card is yours, no doubt. I've got no doubt that you're getting it. Pro card guaranteed, pro card inbound. There's a lot of pressure. Um, fortunately, I, I can dish that pressure out. I can deal with that pressure because I know that a lot of people are kind of just saying those things to support me and it's great, but it, it gives you, it can give people, it doesn't give me, but it can give people a false sense of security. And it's, I've seen it happen to influencers before. Got thousands of comments telling you that there's like I've had a comment saying, if you get second, or if you don't get the pro card, I'm going to cause a riot. I'm like, I get it, like he's obviously not being serious, but you don't even know the person who who would win in that scenario, right? What if they're better than me? What if they deserve it? You're still going to cause a riot. Like this is you don't know who's turning up. You don't know any of that stuff. And while I feel like I'm a realist and I can somewhat ignore those comments, it's it the pressure of knowing that everyone's expecting it is quite a lot, if that makes sense. I know what I'm expecting personally. I've got my own personal goals and I've got my realistic goals of what I think is going to happen. But when you've got thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of people expecting it, uh, it does, as, as, as hard-headed and as, as thick-skinned and as dissociated as you can be, it plays in your head. Of course it does. It's, it's, it's natural, it's human, and it's it's a lot of expectation. Uh, from people, so I'm definitely feeling that I'm definitely feeling that rise as we get closer and closer. But I'm just trying to focus on every day at a time. You know, when people are like, "Oh, how's your prep going?" I'm like, "Just don't ask me." <laughs> you know what I mean? Just don't ask me. Like it's the same as yesterday. It's perfect. It's the same as tomorrow. It's perfect. I do not miss a beat. So never ask me how. <laughs> I sound like a fucking bastard. Never ask me how my prep is going. You ever meet me in person? Don't ask me how my prep is going. Because it's perfect. I don't miss a beat. The only way it wouldn't be perfect is if you had cheated on your diet, is if you had missed some cardio sessions. 
So my answer is always perfect, exactly how it should have been. Doesn't mean I'm gonna be ready on time, no. Doesn't mean I'm gonna be too shredded or too fat. It doesn't mean anything. It just means that I am not missing any beat that my coach gives me. My, my, therefore, my prep is perfect. Oh, how are you feeling? Rubbish. I'm hungry, I'm tired, I'm, I'm starving. But like, the more we talk about that, the worse I'm gonna feel. I don't wanna sit here and have the conversation of like house prep and I'm like, yeah man, it's all good. Just knowing in my head like, no, nah, I'm fucking sat here hungry, tired and probably gonna snap at you in a minute. <laughs> like just don't ask. <laughs> at that point of prep where it's like, just it's, it's just head down, you know? You'd, and I think obviously the position that I'm in with social media and like, like for just, you know, the people that talk to me in the gym and not this, it's been happening, but when the gym's open, like I've got no doubt I'm gonna be asked those questions many, 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 many times. And when you hear it every day, it, it kind of gets to you a little bit, like how's, how's this, how's that? Yeah, it's good, man. I'm making sure it's perfect, doing my best I can. And they're like, oh, you look like you're gonna turn pro this year. I'm like, yeah, there goes that pressure that you're building on me. <laughs> but it is what it is, I'm not, I'm not too, um, I'm not too worried. I'm in a blessed position. Pressure is a pressure is a privilege. Oh. Pressure is a privilege, and uh, we've got to respect that. And we've got to embrace that. Uh, that's enough about me. Uh, my brain is not firing very well. It's twenty past eight, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! I've got a full day's work to do, and my brain is not cognitively latching my sentences together. I've had to pause this podcast a few times just so I can get my brain together, but we're going to keep rocking it. We're going to keep doing what we need to do. Um, so Shannon Seymour asks, sorry, maybe I shouldn't have said your name. Sorry, Shannon. Uh, to get far in the bodybuilding industry, do you need to be assisted? Now, you, you, this is a female asking, and I, and I would say in specifically in specific regards to a girl, no, I don't think you need to take pets because uh, this is going to sound, uh, and I, sorry, this is not going to sound anything. I, I, I want to tread my words carefully and I want to be very, very respectful of female influencers and anyone who has listened to this who, who is a female influencer or into that. Um, this is not coming from a, a place of distaste. This is coming from a place of realism, I think. You've got to define what the bodybuilding industry is. If you mean in bodybuilding itself, like being a bodybuilder, do you need the drugs? As a girl, you can do really, really well in in, in in bikini, for sure. Outside that, you might need some drugs, right? But if you're talking about the bodybuilding industry, as in social media, and, and, and making a career out of being a bodybuilder, but not necessarily from competing in bodybuilding, I think it's much, much easier for women um, for a few reasons. And this is where I don't want to tread on toes. Um, number one, I find that girls are very, very supportive of one another. And, you know, when you've got a girl influencer who's got a load of followers, the fucking comments and likes are booming. Loads of girls. Girls support girls really, really well, which is what I wish men did a little bit more. They, they, they definitely do, but I think girl power is is strong and and, and I love how, how women rally together. I think that due to the sexualized nature of uh, women influencers um, in a male-dominated industry, potentially a sexually dominated industry, I think that the ability for a girl to go viral or to get lots of likes or to explode her page is easier because of that sexualization, in my opinion. You know, don't shoot me down, but I think like, 
I think there's a lot of horny dudes out there, right? And there's a lot of horny girls out there. I mean, maybe if, maybe if they they swing that way, like I think that I think that the ability for a girl to capitalize on that is 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 great. Like, why wouldn't you do that? You know. So I think that in in, in specific specifically to your question for for girls, I think you don't need to take steroids to be a big name in the bodybuilding industry as a girl. Um, I think you can build an amazing following. I think you can build um, a strong, strong following as well, um, quickly, almost quicker. You know, for those two reasons, like every guy in his dog is making a YouTube video, but not every girl is, because for whatever reason, you know, it's probably not very good reasons, but th there's less girls doing it. So when you do resonate with with some of the girls at the top of the industry, they are at the top of the fucking game. Like you look at maybe not now, but Nikki Blacketta. Um, the Gymshark girls. There's not many. There's not many girls at the moment actually thinking about it. You know, I am in the YouTube space, but I think there is a big market for a new YouTube girl. Um, uh, like with good, good fucking knowledge behind that, I think it really, really is a good market to get into. Uh, in terms of in terms of men, now very, very similarly, uh, there is that aesthetic look, that modelly fitness look that doesn't necessarily need steroids, but they do really, really well. You know, those people do really, really well. I'm thinking about Mike Thurston. I'm thinking about Rob Lipset. I'm thinking about those types of people, Ryan, who aren't bodybuilders, but they're in the bodybuilding industry and they have huge names. They're bigger than bodybuilders, right? They have bigger names than bodybuilders, but they don't take steroids. They don't do anything like that. So I think that you got to define if it's bodybuilding or the, the industry of the whole of bodybuilding. If you want to get far in bodybuilding as a man, as a male, personally, unless you are incredibly gifted incredibly gifted i don't think it's going to be possible without the use of anabolics and i think that's the reality of it unfortunately um in terms of bodybuilding the industry as a whole is different you can have an amazing youtube video uh, youtube channel instagram page and and you can make a huge amazing uh, lucrative business from it but as a bodybuilder much much harder much much harder um, what do you believe separates bodybuilders who make it to those who don't? What does it take? Um, so genetics, first and foremost, you either you either have the look, the genetics, the muscle bellies, the the ability to to look really good when you're lean, or you don't. That's number one. And then number two is belief and hard work. <laughs> A lot of people will work for ten years and give up on the eleventh when the eleventh could have been the one. You know, I'm thinking of that meme, or not the meme, the picture of two people digging underground. One guy gives up and turns around. The other guy is 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 millimeters away from the diamond, the diamond, um, the diamonds underground or whatever. So I'm sure you guys know exactly what I'm thinking about. But basically, keep going, keep knocking on the door. Um, in my opinion, the best bodybuilder is the one who can adhere to the plan for the longest, as close to the plan for the longest. So the, the the more that you can put yourself in that position to adhere, the more that you can put yourself in the position to do what other people don't, do what other people don't. Um, I'm confident that um, I'm confident that you can continue to progress really, really, really well. I'm only going to do a few more questions. I'm not going to run this long today, guys. Maybe ten more minutes, just half an hour. I'm, I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling. Uh, I'm not feeling massively uh, buzzing. Uh, do you think your current condition would be maintained easily year round if you wasn't looking to compete? Um, I think now it's a little bit hard. 
at this point in time, it's a little bit hard. Maybe a couple of weeks ago, you'd like spend some time being that lean. You'd taper off that cardio to try and stay there. And then you'd bring up your food a little bit to try and stay there. And then you just eat at maintenance and you wouldn't go into a bulking phase, a cutting phase. You would just be eating at maintenance. So it's very, very much possible to stay at anything. Like you can be absolutely shredded and you can stay there. It doesn't mean it's the healthiest thing to do. But yes, it's very much doable. But I think right now, I wouldn't want to be this lean. It's a little bit too lean for me now. Um, I said I was going to expand on these, but there's not too much that I can expand on. Um, is chiropractic beneficial to bodybuilding? If so, why? Or is it just something you enjoy? Um, so the, the, the chiropractor, for me, is someone who can look at my my alignment and just put me in, in line. I've always had issues with my hips. I've always had issues with my lumbar, so it helps a lot me seeing a chiropractor. If you are perfect, you do not need to see one. They are not essential. It's just a very, very good tactic for me because I have a I have a slightly dodgy back. So I just get someone who's like a, an expert in backs and spines to, to look after it, which kind of makes sense. Um, pros and cons of being assisted in the gym but also out of the gym. So... Uh, I don't really want to go into the pros because the pros are self-explanatory, right? You 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 gain muscle, you lose fat, you do everything it says in the tin. So the negatives, are the injections for sure. I have to inject twice a day, sometimes three times a day because of growth hormone. Uh, every day, and I have done for the last four months since um, since December. I've done it every day because in December I was on a cruise. I wasn't using anything. I could just relax. So that's probably the worst thing for me is the fact that I've got to consistently inject myself with hormone. Otherwise, I'm going to feel rubbish. Like I'm probably going to be fine for like four to five weeks without any hormone. Maybe maybe three or four to be fair. But anything above that, like you've got to put a contingency plan in place. I can't go away for a you know three four weeks without thinking about where I'm going to get my next injection. Um. The, the worst thing is the injections for me. I really don't, I don't. I used to love it back in the day because it was something new. But for me now, I, I really don't like these injections. Um, but I got to keep doing them. So it is what it is, you know. Um, yeah. In, ter in terms of like the, the pros, I don't want to sit here and glorify steroids. But I'm working towards my goal. I'm achieving it quicker. I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I need to do. I get this question all the time. What is your opinion on Turkish Turkish drone? Like. I don't look at any of these fucking fringe drugs like MK677 and Turk I don't even know what the fuck Turkestone is or Turkestone. I, I, I don't see the benefit in just trying to search for the new drug that keeps you natural or the one drug that just only puts on muscle and there's no side of like it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Stick to the tried and true stuff, so you wanna be you gotta be very conscious of that when you're looking at these different things. Um Using uh, that's a rubbish one. For whom is a meal plan, and for whom is a flexible diet more suitable? Uh, this is completely personal. It kind of really just depends on what you like as a person. I, I personally try and teach people the benefit of if it fits your macros. Like I will start everyone off with a meal plan, and if it fits your macros, you got the option of both. And the meal plan is fucking basic, right? So like it's it's basic. Like I don't know what you like. I don't know like as many different food combinations as, as as you like. I just stick to the basics. So 
you know, more often than not, people are like, I don't like this, I don't like that, I don't like this. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you like? They're like, oh, well, I like this, this, and this. I'm like, great, well, if you just swap them out completely, like, oh, you don't like rice, but you like potato, swap them and just make them fit. How do I do that? Oh, my fitness pal, scan rice, scan rice, scan potato, match up the carbs, swap them over. And it's a really easy process. Um, and, and, and you know what, nine times out of 10, people stay on the meal plan, but have that flexibility of if it fits your macros where if you want something different, you can fit it in. If you want to fit a Nando's in, you can fit a Nando's in, but nine times out of 10, you're having your normal meals, if that makes sense. That's what I find the benefit of if it's your macros is that, for example, mm, probably not now because I'm on point, but a couple of weeks ago, maybe I didn't have any beef in. I'm like, oh no, I didn't, instead of going, oh no, that's it, that's my meal over, I need to go to the shop. I took a step back and I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to just have chicken instead. <laughs> Um, there's a really basic example, but you know, I, I have pop chips, I have dark chocolate, I have all these little things that I can fit into my macros when and if I feel like I need to. So I find the beneficial mentally, uh, the flexible dieting. Um, I'm just going to do one more. Um, what can I look forward to under your coaching? It's a very good question. So, um, I think that mm, it's a difficult question. It's a very difficult question, but let me explain. So I've got two packages at the moment, premium and <laughs> normal, non-premium. The premium coaching is going to be exactly the same as what I'm going to explain, but you get video check-ins and you also get a Skype call per month. But as part of my coaching package, you're going to have access to my online coaching sheets, which is going to have our coaching tracker, which is going to have your meal plan, which is going to have your scale weight. It's going to have your steps, your macros, your cardio. It's going to have your education sheets as well, because we have education sheets about sleep, digestion, recovery, how to think, how you can optimize those things. Um, and then obviously we've got our uh, Google Drive, which is like a hub for our coaching, where you're going to find all your training programs and, and everything to do with your coaching. That's 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 what you'll get physically but you're going to get constant contact from me especially in those first few weeks where we're going to you know drive into that ability to train and that ability to perform exercises at a high level once we've established that we don't need to necessarily look at videos every single day um, but we're going to be on a constant work in progress you're going to be on that feedback of this exercise doesn't work this exercise does work and we're going to swap and find everything that's personal to you you know, and we're going to work through this and we'll set your days up how they need to be set up and everything is a constant contact. Every client is different. Every client's need is different and it's just about finding what makes them tick, finding what makes them tick and finding, finding, you can tell my brain's gone and just finding the key to hit, to that lock, you know, and, and just working on it and working on it. I coach people so differently. I have some people who I have to talk to every single day and that's no issues with me whatsoever. I have people who only message me on their check-in day and then I'll reply and then they won't reply until the next check-in day and sometimes that's what people need you know I'm a little bit like that with cow now maybe a little bit different when I first started but now I'm like you know what here's my check-in let me know what I need to do and I'll crack on um so I really enjoy figuring out what a client likes what a client needs um but that comes from from the client being open and and and, and fully vulnerable to me and and allowing me in to kind of work out what's going on and and, and going from there so it's definitely not like a, a monkey see monkey do process it's definitely a uh, progressive progress which we need to work on over time and as we learn each other's bits and bobs sounds a bit dodgy doesn't it as we learn each other's methods and madness 
um, we can we can progress our relationship and progress you further and further and further. So that's what you can expect. We've also got a big announcement coming next week. I'll do it exclusively on the podcast now. I have a new coach joining me, Ethan Harris. I've coached Ethan for two years. Um, in the last kind of eight, six to eight months, we've I've, I've stopped charging him. He's no longer a client. We've changed it into more of an educational role for him to be a fully equipped coach. And he is now a fully equipped coach. So he's going to be a coach under the JBF Brigade. He's going to be a cheaper option for you guys. Um, I don't really talk about my prices too much, but for me, like I have a 320 pound minimum for two months. Um, for, for Ethan, it's going to be 99 pound a month. You know, so you're going to be saving 70% on your money. You're going to be getting just as good quality. Um, we're also going to be doing once a month um, Facebook Q&As and, and videos with all of our clients, all of his, all of my clients. And he will be coming under the wing as a cheaper option. Um, but also I appreciate that a lot of people come just for me. So, you know, there is that balance of like, okay, I'm going to apply to Josh. Um, he's either too full or I can't afford the prices. Okay, well, actually, Ethan is a really, really, really fucking good option. You know, he's the man. So I'm excited to bring that to you guys um, at a much cheaper price point. We can hit more people um, and we can we can make a lot of impact on the industry, which is what we're happy about. So I'm going to leave it there. I'm absolutely wrecked. It's not good at 25 to 9. I've got to do my half 35 minutes of cardio. I've got to go do my steps. I've got to go get a monster. I've got to go do some work. And I can't eat till 12. So it is what it is, guys. We keep moving. Um, let me know if you've got any questions at all. Let me know if anything pops up. Let me let me see your ratings. Give me a rating. Let me know how you thought what you thought, and uh, we'll speak to you soon, guys. Peace.